chases fear away. Chases fear away. Welcome to the Max Velocity Athletics Jump In It podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Fisher. And welcome captains, coaches, athletes, parents, therapists, administrators, instructors, newbies, and supporters. Um, Again, uh, excited about this part of uh, the podcast. We'll be talking about uh, training, design, and and annual plans and all those kind of good things. Uh, Just a couple things. Um, You can follow me on JeremyFHJ on IG. Um, Obviously, you got the Jump In It podcast. Uh, You can also go to anyquestions.com, Jeremy FHJ there, and ask me any questions at any time, which is a really cool app. I love that app um, because like if I have, even though I have a degree in nutrition, I love listening to, you know, dietitians who are in the field working with athletes all the time. You've got some of the best strength and conditioning coaches. you got some of the best uh, kinesiologists, physiologists, all these different things. It's just, I, I learn something new all the time. When I'm out uh, going on my walks or working out, I love listening to a lot of the expert uh, and what they have to say and stuff like that. It's kind of almost like a cheat code because you can listen to them there uh, at any questions and basically find uh, what you're looking for um, by the people who are in that. So that's kind of cool. And then uh, go to uh, MaximumVelocityAthletics.com. You've got uh, free videos and you can kind of see where I'm going and stuff. Like I'll be ta- talking at the Wisconsin Coaches Clinic here February uh, 4th, 5th. Um, also be doing the Jump Symposium talk online on uh, February 2nd. So got a busy beginning of February, uh, which is a good month, my birthday month. So uh, it's it's a good time to kind of tune in and, and listen and different things like that. So uh, last time we talked about uh, periodization and how important it was. Um I've heard people sit there and watch people. They say, oh, I don't believe in periodization. Oh, I don't follow a periodization guide. Yes, you do. <laughs> Everybody follows a periodization guide. Because at the even if you did what you did as an athlete, it was based and shrouded in a concept of periodization. So you may not conceptually give to the ideas of, you know, Vershansky and other people who decided Tudor Bumpa, people like that. But the basis and the skeleton of what you do for periodization is, or training, is based in periodization. So uh, you may, you know, differ from some ideologies or not do that, but to say you don't believe in periodization, you don't do periodization, is just the most, sorry, I'm going to be, it's the most ignorant thing you can say. Because it is the basis of what you do and and how you periodize something. If you're just doing it randomly uh, on a day-to-day basis and there is no, then yes, you're not doing periodization and you're probably not going to be a successful coach. So sorry to be so blunt, but uh, when people make uh, statements like that, it just is like, wow, like uh, you don't get it. Um, I, I'm one of those who don't believe in absolutes. Don't ever sit there and say that this way or that way is the absolute way to get it done because it's not. Because you're going to find a way, you're going to find a, a athlete that sometimes things that you don't think can work or if you live in that absolute it's going to be uh proven wrong so i live in 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 an area of i have a basis of what i'm trying to do and i don't believe in absolutes i believe in uh you know mix matching using uh different theoretical concepts different concepts to get to where i need to get to and so when I have different athletes, maybe something will work for them, but it's not going to, you know, it's not going to be a generalization. It's not going to be uh, a concept that works for everybody. So 
Um, periodization is something that that is used. It's the skeleton is the baseline. And so we're going to do something kind of fun during this time because uh, these next podcasts are all going to be about design and program. And at the end, before you know, I kind of log off, I'm going to talk about just some of the modalities we do because I get a lot of questions about therapeutic modalities and why we do it and so forth. So uh, each one of these, I'll, I'll kind of end with one of those. And again, I try not to talk longer than 15 minutes. Sometimes I go a little bit over but, uh, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, that's about my intentions, man. So um, that's kind of how I plug on how long these are going to be. So last time we talked about annual plans, periodization, kind of, you know, putting a map, uh, roadmap of how, how we're trying to design things. The next thing I want to talk about, I talked a little bit about it, is the abilities, And there's five of them. Um, I can also say that, uh, you know, things... Disproving theories or talking about theories within those five biomotor abilities, okay? And when we talk about the five biomotor abilities, we talk about speed, strength, endurance, coordination, and mobility. And um, so I'll talk about each one of those individuals. So speed, it's just something that we base kind of like we know as we build in the year, we're going to get faster and faster, okay? We want to build that. We always want to hit a, comp- a proponent of speed, either if you're doing a two-step acceleration or if you're doing something you know slower, you, you have to address it because if you run slow all the time, then you're not going to be ready to run fast and, and athletes will get hurt. So that's definitely increasing intensity um, a little fast. So you always want to address it. It doesn't have to be extensive. It doesn't have to be intensive. It can be literally just one step, two step starts, things like that. But you're working on explosive speed, getting out, things like that. So uh, early on, we may do it, be doing five, 10 meter excels, but we're working on a lot of technical components at that time. We're really, what I tell my athletes to lock in and be um, mentally there and to be present. Um, that's when we, we really address those things early in the year. And we work on you know, foot placement in the, in the blocks. Uh, we work on uh, foot placement in the start, our hand movement, all those different kind of components there because it's easy to do. But speed, uh, definitely early on. It's not as uh, big a uh, concept, but as we get closer to the championship part of the season, we're building that speed. Um, strength, uh, I'm going to spend a whole probably couple podcasts on strength, so I'm not going to get into it. But it basically, when we talk about strength, we're going from general to specific. And when we talk about um, the volume, uh, it's a little bit higher earlier in the year. And then the um, it tends to go to more specific, uh, very high intensive, uh, low um voluminous work and then i like to break it also into static versus dynamic uh things and then we have cross potentiation training we have eccentric training all these different things between strength but strength component um obviously you want to build into it you just don't want to start maxing and and lifting with the athletes right away the technical model and strength becomes important our strength levels are um you know things to think about hormonal things uh, for metabolic versus catabolic uh, hormones that are used because of uh, strength training and going through the systematic. I love full ranges, full range of motion lifts early in the season, but we're not doing super heavy weight. We're not doing it very dynamic. We're doing it slow. We're doing it for, you know, four, four weeks or something. We're trying to work on the, 
you know, the muscle sensories, like the muscle spindle fibers and things like that, and getting a lot big stretch, going in deep kind of things, recruiting more. And, and, and I do believe in that. I do believe early on the season, those full range of motion. I always will address um, in the Olympic lifts too, making sure correct form and stuff early in the season. So um, I don't expect, I don't work on the explosive movement as much, but just working through that, we're making good form and, and good posture and everything, good mechanics while we're doing those lifts. And again, very general to specific as we go on in, in the intensities and stuff. And so importance of strength uh, during those different kind of concepts. And then mobility, uh, we want range of motion. We want mobility in the muscles. Uh, we like to include include fascia in that because fascia becomes so important. Um, as we learn, fascia has become more than just something that's uh, kind of sheathing, but it also comes important for the muscles in regards to a little bit of the elasticity, um, the muscle stiffness that can occur and things like that. As we get older, we know that we start to lose um, some of that elasticity and we get a little bit stiffer and the suppleness and also the bounce back. Um, that's why athletes early on, they can do a lot more intensity within days and as they get older that just doesn't it doesn't uh they don't respond as well to it and then even just nutrition within that so you know we know that uh um, vitamin a vitamin c is really important to elasticity of the muscles and the fascia and stuff like that so making sure that we're we're doing um nutrition things for that but uh just that mobility range of motion that that fascia that that stretching the suppleness of the muscle i always look at it from a standpoint of at really with that i'm really trying to build the um the outside of the car the strength of the car um and and, and make the athlete uh very very uh strong so that they can withstand the demands of the event because that's what we're trying to do then we get into coordination. Um, I get into this where, you know, braking and uh, support and then there's propulsion. And I really talk about the support phase of it or amortization, things like that. So as we talk about coordination, um, we want to talk a little bit of the technical aspect of it and making sure that we have a good technical, uh, you know, uh, range of activities that we're doing, not just from the technical aspect execution of the event but technically all the different places it needs to be technically correct technically from a sprint mechanics from acceleration mechanics from transition mechanics to max velocity mechanics to the lifts in the weight room making sure that we're technically sound there that we have coordination we have asymmetry we have bilateral symmetry we try to you know we our body wants to be in homeostasis so we want to try to balance the body as much as possible and again we know most injuries especially in sport um, without in non-contact uh, sports that most most injuries that occur from non-contact um, occur because of compensation so something else is not firing something else is not happening right so they're compensating in another aspect so we're trying to make sure we reduce that compensation injuries uh, we keep the athlete healthy and a lot of coordination balance proprioception standing on one leg being able to balance that uh, being able to know proprioception where their legs and limbs and everything at hands in time and space are, th those are important. And then finally endurance and for sprinters and jumpers, power events, endurance is 
important too. We have to have some anaerobic ability. We have to be able to do rounds. We have to be able to come back potentially from a prelim the one day to final the next day. For even a high level athlete, maybe there's a day where they actually have a prelim in the morning and a final in the in the afternoon. So being able to have endurance from which I like to call jump endurance, um, sprint endurance, and then just overall capacity. And then when I talk about endurance a little bit in the athletes uh, finding ways to do aerobic work. So we know aerobic work has to be, I think on the lower echelon, it's like 38 minutes now um, and keeping a sustained heart rate of above basically 120 to 130 for that 30 minute or 38 minutes. So doing that, obviously, if we're just going to jog, we don't want our jumper just jogging for 38 minutes and keeping the heart rate up. So Finding different ways to be able to do that, whether that's in a pool, on a bike, um, on an elliptigo, elliptical, elliptigo, whatever it may be, but uh, trying to get that aerobic ability. So you kind of see it, all sprinters are people who drug cheat. They always tend to use like an EPO in within their HGH or whatever else, testosterone, whatever else they're cheating with. And that's because having that aerobic ability and being able to have more blood carried to the um Muscles allows for a increase in the time to fatigue, and that's going to be beneficial for all athletes that are training and, and trying to uh, have anaerobic abilities uh, that help their performance. So um, those are things to think about when they when you talk about those again. Those were uh, strength, speed, endurance, coordination, um, strength, speed, endurance, strength, <laughs> coordination, and mobility. And so um, as we try to, you know, talk about those five biomotor abilities and get to um, putting our training design, it's just the emphasis that you're doing on that. But with all training, I feel like you have to address some of those things, address them at different times. We can get into more specifics, as you can see, within each one of those things. And the next time what I'll talk about is how to put together training like is in regards to from the minute you get on the track till you get off the track, things I think about from even a psychological um, aspect. So there's psychological things. There's uh, ways to talk to your athletes. Some, you know, uh, programs like to do, uh, you know, uh, rate of pre- perceived exertion, um, you know, how they feel. Sometimes keep numbers of that so that they can be co- come a uh, um, kind of quantitative instead of a more qualitative stance on how we address the athletes and how they're recovered. So those are the uh, kind of five body motor abilities that you're also thinking about in your annual plan and and you start to do your design. And again, um, general to specific, addressing all those things at different times of the year and the emphasis of them. Um, so like I said, I wanted to finish each one of these with some of uh, some modalities. So the one I'll kind of talk about today is literally using um, a softball or golf balls. Uh, the ones I like to use is I like to use, they come in two sizes. You can order them Amazon and they're just kind of dense rubber balls. Okay. And I like those two therapy uh, balls as we use them. And I like them because we use them for fascia work. And so what we do is we'll stand on them and we'll roll out our, um, our plantar fascia on the bottom of our foot. We'll roll out of our heel. We'll open and close our foot on it. Uh, we'll kind of go back and forth on the foot as we stand on it. We'll rock right and left. 
will actually go uh, knee over toes why our uh, the ball is right on the ball of our foot and go knee over toes and we do each of these for like 30 seconds and then we'll roll out our Achilles uh, we'll come up and about three inches above that and do kind of the muscle the Achilles muscle tendon kind of area we'll do the gastroc we'll do the popliteus we'll use the bigger balls for the hamstring we'll use the lower part of the, the insertion of the hamstring we'll go right into the uh, bulb of the hamstring we'll use the high hamstring we'll do the glute and on the inside and then we'll do the outside glute med glute max um, and then we'll flip over we'll do our quadratus our quads so we'll do right above uh, the knee to help kind of help with uh, jumper's knee we'll kind of go to the mid heart of the quad and then we'll kind of go higher the insertion where kind of the hip and the quad is up there uh, we'll try to get into a little bit too with the ball into our uh, iliopsoas, which is very hard to get, lantern stomach. Again, all these are 30 seconds. We do both sides. We spend about 15, 20 minutes, about twice a week working on this just to open up. Athletes who travel, it's a great little way to for them to roll out just two little balls in a bag. And if they can't, you know, have a therapist, they can really work on that. Um, you know, for us coaches who are getting old, uh, we have to sit internationally. If you have those balls in your bag, you could sit on them, roll out your uh, hamstring, roll out your glute, and that helps with from the sitting and some of that uh, sciatic uh, pain we can get and stuff like that. So those are, those are fantastic for uh, uh, coaches and athletes. And so that those are things, some of the things we do. We'll kind of work up our back. We'll use each side of the um, uh, TFL. We'll kind of get in there. It's a little bit deeper, so it's kind of hard to get. Uh, we'll do the um, erector spinae, work up and down the uh, spine on the erector spin, uh, spinae, and then we'll kind of get up to um, our quadrat, our up by our shoulders, and and work that, and uh, uh, just you know work up and down the the neck and the and the spine and, and the shoulders and and stuff like that. Um, lean up against the building. We can do our um, shoulders, our we do our rhomboids, uh, all, all the different things. And, and it just helps, um, you know, build or, or get the fascia loose. And so um, that's a nice little thing that we, we kind of do. So I uh, hope you ch chime in next time. We thank you, uh, thank you again for following. And I'm excited to talk more about uh, training design.